0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. For more content on the Cowboys draft picks, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And of course, throughout the social media platforms, we will be live every Sunday through Thursday night on primetime, 8 p.m. Central, and every Monday through Friday with Skywalker Steel on the morning show. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHondai.com. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week, and I'm excited about this ride of the week later on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get this one started with a quick question. What is one word to describe the 2022 Cowboys draft class. It was was expected to be a weird draft for the entire league, and it turned out to be just that. Of course, we will focus on the Dallas Cowboys, but keep that in mind. I think we forget that. We came into this thing knowing that there were reports out there on teams making picks in round one, that for other teams were day three prospects or round three prospects. So we expected some sort of controversy around this draft in specific. And I think that's what we got. However, I have noticed that Cowboys Nation feels very differently. So let's see some of your answers. While you give me those answers and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com because the ride of the week is the new 2022 Hyundai Palisade. It starts at $38,595. It's got third row sitting, and this is perfect for family because it's a spacious vehicle right here. Towing, capable with trailer sway control, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto as always, blind spot collision avoidance. That's a unique feature for the Hyundai Palisade. And of course it comes with backup camera, and rear parking sensors. You can check that out. And I would recommend checking out the interiors over at freemanhondai.com. As always, bringing you ADC Sports Dallas primetime. My word, and before I tell you my word, let me see some of yours. Eminem Fernandez says, solid. Dario actually puts out a a grade and he says, V minus draft. Eminem, solid. Okay, Ryan needs. Steven White, needed. Toxic Tom saying, underwhelming. Congrats, Mo, on that degree. Hey, thank you. It is not official yet. It is such a, a, a sort of a, a weird event in which they make you sign the degree before they actually hand it to you. We'll, we're waiting on that. But stay tuned for Wednesday night because I have a one cool thing. It's actually an award that I have over here that I will brag about on Wednesday night. <laughs> Asmodeus is safe. Nicholas says, mediocre mid for Samuel, D-, minus steals is Chris. So as you can say, we have literally within three comments, Chris goes with steals and Toxic Tom goes with reach. I will tell you what my worth is. My worth is athletic. And I will follow that up with athletic AF. Here is the Dallas Cowboys relative... Athletic score for their draft class. And this is measured by the RAS website invented by MathBomb on Twitter. And what this number does is from one to 10, assigns a value to each prospect based on 40 yard dash, vertical jump, broad jump, all of the combined measurements that you know by now, trying to measure how good of an athlete, not a player, but an athlete is. And you can guess why this is very important. You can draft players that you can coach up in the league or you can develop into full-time starters and you can get that upside and potential out of them. And we know that the Cowboys might have been thinking of this throughout this whole process because they had the eighth highest relative athletic score average in this 2022 NFL draft. With Tyler Smith, look at Sam Williams' number, by the way, 9.72. The only prospect with a low RAS is John Ridgeway from Arkansas. But look at Matt Willetsko's number, for example, 9.96. Damon Clark, who, by the way, interesting note, he might play in 2022. Linebacker out of LSU, 9.87. So the Cowboys went out there and they got themselves athletes that they believe they can develop like maybe some other teams can't because they were clearly higher on Tyler Smith than the rest of the league and they were clearly higher on Sam Williams than the rest of the league. And we will talk about Tyler Smith in a few moments here on the show and we will also get into who was our favorite player picked, who... who that we believe can be a future surprise. We will get into all of that. But before we do so, let me read some more of your words. Now, Toxic Tom is right about here. And I want to be very clear. This is not the point I'm trying to make. R-A-S doesn't mean good football player. That much is clear. However, However, it means potential and it means upside. It means that if you can get a player like Tyler Smith and develop him, you can have better upside than if you had picked someone else that is maybe a more refined football player with more technique, but that doesn't have the arm length. Because the arm length you cannot fix, but technique you can. And Nate Tice, for example, from The Athletic pointed this out on Twitter. He said, my take on Tyler Smith is that even though he has those penalties that people have speaking of during the draft process they're not coming from an athletic standpoint that he cannot you know deal with a defender because of his arm length or explosiveness or anything like that it's coming from a lack of hand usage of technique of getting your hands on the outside leading you to holdings that isn't the case with Tyler Smith and that's the point that I'm trying to make on, you know, when bringing up the the RAS. (laughs) Mo, the Ravens show Dallas how it's done. Let's see. He moves men on the line. Says, I talk therapy. Yeah, he does. Man, to be honest, and we'll get into this more in detail in a few moments here on the show, but I do like uh, better the, the Tyler Smith pick than I did on Thursday night when I wasn't sure about it. I will say... Right now, getting ahead of it, that I liked some players better on the draft board, but we're trying to figure out what the Cowboys were thinking here. Now, a quick recap of the picks for those of you who maybe missed one or two. Here we go. Tyler Smith in the 24th overall pick out of Tulsa. We'll talk more about him in a few moments here. Edge rusher Sam Williams from Ole Miss, who has been controversial as well. But for example, for Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL, He called him basically the best edge rusher in the draft. He said there is no better edge in this draft than Sam Williams because he was talking about his potential. And the fact that he, you know, Connor Leipzig, for example, from blogging the boys pointed out that he wasn't playing his ideal role in college. So maybe another reason to feel better about that pick. And I'm sure we will discuss each and every prospect in this class, in detail, at some point in the upcoming weeks. So, so you know, turn the notifications on for ADC Sports Dallas with the 88th pick, wide receiver Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama, tight end Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin in the fourth round. Then in the fifth, I love this fifth round. To be honest with you guys, I know the Cowboys have not done very good in the fifth round, but I think they did a pretty decent job getting some playmakers. Uh, Matt Waletzko, who is going to compete for the swing tackle spot. Confirmed by Jerry Jones, the Cowboys are not going to look for a swing tackle in free agency. They're going to let Josh Ball, Matt Waletzko, fight it out in training camp. De'Ron Blant from Fresno State kind of reminds me a little bit of the Nishon right pick. Although, of course, in day three, he has the arm length, he has the height, It's a Dan Quinn kind of project. Damon Clark, a player that had to, you know, receive a spinal surgery process. Many feared that he was not going to play in 2022. But the expectation for a long time has been that he is going to to heal at some point. So the Cowboys are getting a player that could potentially be a starter down the road in the fifth round. And I kind of love the fact that the Cowboys got... Debril Cox in the fourth in 2021. And then a year later, they're getting Clark at a discount as well. John Ridgway from Arkansas at 178. And then they closed things out with a Devin Harper pick who at least is expected to contribute a lot on special teams. So there you go. For those of you who maybe missed one of these picks, there you go. Just a quick recap of it. And by the way, do me a favor. Hit the like button if you're watching the show. Share it with your friends if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Toxic Tom says, are they going to give Sam Williams number 94? I think he tweeted out a picture wearing 54 from the legendary player Jalen Smith. But I don't know you know, if, if he's actually going to, to wear it. Now, shout out to D-Town. Shout out to D Town. Thank you for your donation. He says you called that Tolbert pick, Mauricio. Salute to you for that. Now, I appreciate it, D Town. I really do. And it was a pretty fun moment during the day two, day 2 stream with Skywalker Steel. However, I will be fair, and I will confess that I only kind of called it. Like I I, I didn't really call it because Sky and I were talking about okay, who do you think the Cowboys are interested here with the 88th pick? And we were talking about Jeremy Rockert because he was a third-visit. We were making the connection that everyone was doing about Khalil Shakir being from Boise State and the Cowboys. And then Sky looks me in the eye through the camera, and he asks, "Who would you like?" And I said, without hesitating. Jalen Tolbert, because I'm, spoiler alert, very high on Jalen Tolbert. Very, very high. And I said, you know what? I would love Jalen Tolbert. And I as I was praising the South Alabama wide receiver, Emmett Smith announced it. And it was a pretty fun moment. So shout out to D-Town. That was definitely one of the most fun moments in the broadcast for me. But let's talk about Tyler Smith before we dive into Tolbert. I have a question for you guys in the chat. Let's talk about it. I know that it's been controversial. It was kind of a name that Cowboys Nation learned when about 2 to 3 days or maybe even earlier the actual draft because the whispers started taking, you know, certain steam. Brian Brodus was calling The Tyler Smith surprise in the morning of the NFL draft. And Cowboys Nation was suddenly made aware of the offensive tackle of Tulsa as a real first round possibility. So we knew it was in play for the Cowboys. So I guess that my question, now that we've had some time to cool our heads from 1 to 10, as we sit here on Sunday night, how okay are you with tyler with the tyler smith pick because here's the thing i know that most fans will agree that there were better players on the board but with a couple of day a, a few days removed from the pick i'm guessing that we all kind of feel a little bit better and that's what i want to discuss here tonight Toxic Tom, not okay with it. He says three. Sin City Cowboys says seven. I am the last ape goes with the nine. Eight for Michael, nine for Victor. But here's the thing. There's always this difference. Michael goes with a four. Samuel goes with a five. We have some eights from Jason, from Jeremy. Seven by Asmodeus, nine for Taylor Washington. So there is clearly some level of disagreement among Cowboys nation. I can see that most answers are between seven and a half, eight and a half. Chuck goes with the 100% over at Facebook. Shout out to the, to the Facebook audience as well and the podcast audience. Remember, if you miss any of these live streams, Sunday through Thursday night, you can check it out on Spotify, iTunes. It's also uploaded as a podcast. I will tell you what, on Thursday night, on Thursday night, I would have said maybe a six, five, five 5 or 6. Because I thought Devin Lloyd was a better prospect. Because I thought that Jermaine Johnson. Uh, I thought, you know, George Krulavtis. Tyler Linderbaum. You guys knew that I was a Tyler Linderbaum fan. Even if I didn't expect the Cowboys to take him at all. Basically under any scenario. Three days later... I do feel better about it. Here's the thing. And basically, there are three main points that I want to share with you tonight so we can feel better about the Tyler Smith pick. Number one, Cowboys Nation needs to deal with the fact that offensive tackles come at a premium. It's like quarterbacks, basically, in the NFL draft. If you want one, you are probably going to reach for one. And it was actually such a surprise that Evan Neal and Ike Akwonu dropped as much as they did in day one of the NFL draft. Everyone was actually you know before the draft projecting these guys to be taken before because they were offensive tackles. So that's one of the you know reasons that are not maybe enough to justify reaching for a player, but it's a cold hard truth in the NFL because you're not going to find an offensive tackle in the in free agency. You're not going to find one in the trade block. You're going to find guys with a lot of question marks. Number two, he is not refined, but he is 21 years old and he has the potential, not the potential actually, he has the potential to grow into a starting left tackle for a long, long time. That's the potential. But right now you're guessing he can play guard because the technique might not be there and you might need to work on that a lot. But some of that might be masked on the inside. And we'll talk about that in a few moments here. But what I want to to put out as my number two point here is that he can play left guard in 2022. So if you were looking for Kenyon Green, if you were looking for Sion Johnson, at least you're feeling that need because they were off the board by pick 17. So at least the Cowboys did cover one of their most pressing needs as we head into the 2022 season which is left guard even if that's not the end game for Tyler Smith now number three everything that we don't like about Tyler Smith kind of can be fixed because we're talking again about technique and we go back to the athleticism side of things that we were discussing earlier on the show we're not concerned about Tyler's made because of the arm length because of the explosiveness in fact we're excited about these athletic traits we're concerned about hand usage leverage all of that that can be fixed and that can be coached up I don't know yet if it's uh maybe I've missed this news I don't know if Tyler Smith will be working with Duke manyweather I know that Cowboys Nation has you know Realize that Duke Manyweather is developing a lot of the Cowboys offensive linemen from, you know, starters like Lyle Collins, formerly, and Tyler Vyadish to Isaac Alarcon, who is just waiting for a chance to be on the roster. So that can be fixed. And then B, that will be masked. When he plays inside, and I'm not trying to say that guard is an easy position or anything like that, but everything's more compact. Everything's a little bit more messy, and you're playing between the left tackle and the center, and you can hide some of those technique problems if you're playing there. So that's you know basically why I feel better about Tyler Smith. Plus, you can definitely see the trades that when he's clicking. He is nasty, right? And Foot, who was with Skywalker on Thursday night here on the ADC Sports Dallas channel, he said it, I believe, that after Icky, Tyler Smith might be the most nasty tackle out there. I understand he was not uh, BPA. And I think I agree with that. And I take it with a grain of salt when Jerry Jones tells us that he was the highest rated player on their board because Bob Storm said it here on primetime on Wednesday night the night before the NFL draft he said no matter who they pick they're gonna tell you he was grading their top 12 right so let's take that with a grain of salt but even if he was not a BPA the Cowboys are likely you know aware that they need to take a left tackle for the future because maybe Tyron Smith Tyron Smith's availability questions are concerning the front office already. And they liked Tyler Smith enough to say, you know what? We're going to develop this dude. And there are people who really like Tyler Smith out there. Now, I do think that we all agree he was not a BPA. Danny Savage actually is speaking on that. I think I have seen no one... Other than Jerry Jones, of course, claiming that Taylor Smith was truly BPA. But hey, he is a good run blocker. As I talk therapy here, says in the YouTube chat, media scouts versus NFL scouts, says Chris, which is also something that we need to consider as well. Paul says it's good he's not on the edge. Tyron will lace lace his boots. T. Smith playing next to and learning from T. Smith is awesome, says Stephen White. It is. That too. And it seems like the Cowboys are a little bit higher on their centers than most people are. And we'll talk about that maybe tomorrow night. Oh, Ryan, is, Ryan is on point here. He says, I like Isaac Alarcón calling out a draft pick. That was pretty cool. It was the Mont Clark out of LSU. That was a pretty cool moment for sure. Joshua says, Connor was, <laughs> wasn't strong enough or didn't have a mauler mentality. Tyler Smith is different. Did you guys listen to Tyler Smith talk about, you know, the, to talk about. I lost my train of thought there. That was weird. Tyler Smith talking about the media and talking about not being distracted and his work ethic. And the buttholes quote that had Mike McCarthy dying of laughter and saying that it was awesome. But all kidding aside, Tyler Smith talking about this was pretty surprising. And of course, that's just what he is saying. And that isn't necessarily a reflection of who he is as a player, but still pretty interesting to to listen to. Now, Tyler is only 22 years old. 22 years old, excuse me, says Chris, only allowed two sacks. I actually thought he was, he's 21, no? Or he's going to be 21 when the season starts. I don't remember which of the two. I just remember that he's going to be 21 uh there was also a comment here that I wanted to read from Clay Cup. You don't need a bunch of technique when you are a guard, especially on run plays. Yeah. Joe Mesa says Mauricio, what are they saying about the dude that had a span of fusion? Uh DeMont the Clark. They think he'll actually play. Yeah, so Stephen, I think it was Stephen Jones who said that they're expecting Clark to be ready to go mid-season. That was certainly something that raised a few eyebrows because the scouting reports during the draft process said that, that Clark was going to miss the 2022 season and that that was probably what was knocking him out of day two into day three. If he plays at week 18 of... The 2022 season, to me, that's a big W for the Cowboys, especially because the concern with Clark, as opposed to, say, Jalen Smith when he got out of college. With Jalen Smith, there there were some concerns about the nerve damage and there were some concerns about will he be the same at any point in the future. From what I've read and what I've seen, with Clark that is isn't really an issue. People knew that he was going to be healthy at some point. So I'm 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 trusting the Cowboys on the Clark pick for sure because there were some reports out there even earlier on that. I don't know about playing midseason though. But that was certainly something I wouldn't count on Clark this season says you're Yeah. They said it They said it, though. I have my doubts as well. But if he plays in week 18, that would be a huge W. He turned 21, talking about Tyler Smith here two weeks ago. Thank you to Danny Savage, clearing that up for us. So I don't know if I gave you an actual number, but I will go with 7.5 from 1 to 10 on how I feel about a Tyler Smith pick. I like it. I, I, I like it way better than I did on Thursday night because I can see him starting at left guard and hopefully developing to a full-time left tackle. We will see if the Cowboys can pull this one off, because if they can, then we're going to remember this pick for a long, long time. Michael says, Smith was not a BPA, that's correct. He was, however, the most versatile player at a need as well. So at number 24, versatile was the word versus the other players. And this is a good point for Michael. And, you know, we already said that it's hard to find offensive tackles. He can play left guard. And everything that you don't like about Tyler Smith can be fixed. But then I would go with a number four point here based on what Michael is saying. This was, by many teams, by many accounts, this was not a Cowboys point of view. A thin draft at the top. The Cowboys said that they had 14 to 16 players graded in the in the top in in the first round, excuse me, graded as first round prospects. That's what the Cowboys told us. But basically every report out there felt the same way. So, we know that the back end of the first round was going to be a little bit thin in terms of prospects. So, it's not like they reached while there were superman's available there even though you know media scouts as someone pointed out earlier on the show had Devin Lloyd super high or Jermaine Johnson super high and we as a fan base were also super high on these players so I can definitely get behind the Tyler Smith pick for sure now let's talk about round three well not necessarily right spoiler alert but the question for you guys is who was your favorite pick for the Cowboys? Your favorite. this doesn't have to be to mean the best value or you know the the best player overall or the biggest need field, whatever you want it to mean, who was your favorite pick for the Cowboys in this draft process among those players drafted, who was your favorite pick? because to me, this is an easy answer, guys. I absolutely love the Jalen Tolbert pick in round three of the NFL draft. I get some feelings reminiscent of when the Cowboys took Michael Gallup in the third. And Cowboys Nation was super excited about it. But to me, is Jalen Tolbert. We're talking about a wide receiver that brings a vertical element to the Cowboys offense. Yards after catch, but listen, here's what I like about the yards after catch by Jalen Tolbert. He was in the top 10 among wide receivers in this class in yards after catch, but not because because he forces missed tackles. That's actually one of his weaknesses. He really doesn't do a lot of that, but he creates so much separation that he has these yards after catch just because it comes natural to him. A lot of people criticize the fact that he comes from his small school on his Sunbelt Conference, but keep in mind, he received Power 5 offers. He played versus Tennessee and had a big game, 143 yards in seven catches, one touchdown, went to the Senior Bowl and absolutely killed it in the Senior Bowl versus top-tier competition. So watch out for Jalen Tolbert. I, I know that... Pretty much everyone in Cowboys Nation likes it, how likes the pick. However, I'm thinking of Jalen Tolbert as a day one 70% snap kind of guy, to be honest. I, I see him as a full-time starter. And if Michael Gallup is indeed hurt and he cannot, you know, be ready for week one, Jalen Tolbert can be your ex-receiver right off the bat. I love the pick. Winner in 50-50 balls. Doesn't have top-end speed, but he does win vertically. So game speed, you could argue that he has. He ran a 4.49 in the 40-yard dash. And I was listening to Nate Ties from The Athletic, who is kind of a genius for the passing game, which is why I listen to him a lot. I like the passing game a lot. And he mentioned that the Cowboys like to run 3-by-1 formations and that they will flip... Their tight end with the wide receiver. So you have the one receiver nearest to the sideline and then usually another receiver at two and then your tight end is your number three. And he mentioned that the Cowboys like to flip those to have the vertical on, um cl- closer to the line of scrimmage with a wide receiver. And Nate Ty said Tolbert will fit right into that role. So let's see some of your answers though. Jalen Tolbert is mine. Clay Cup was with Tolbert. Samuel goes with Clark, Jeremy with Clark, Jared with Ridgeway, Toxic Tom goes with Ridgway, Asmodeus is linebacker, so I'm guessing he meant Clark. D Robbie Garrett. So by the way, uh, I really don't know. I don't know if it's D or D. Uh, let me know if someone knows for sure because I've seen everything by now. But Sam Williams, which is a surprise because a lot of people didn't really love the Williams pick. I'm behind it as well, too, though. Gregory goes with Sam Williams, William goes with Tolbert. Uh so pretty much players between the second and the third are the most common answers from what I can see. Henry says I was too busy watching fam over the weekend, so Tyler Smith. Wait, what do you mean by fam? What do you mean uh by by fam? Because I don't know if, <laughs> if we have a Mexico follower here that was actually watching FAM, which is the name of the Mexican Pro Football League that started this weekend. And if so, I'm going to get excited about that. Ridgeway says, get some fatties in there, stop them, run. Ferguson says, Gregory, it's going to be a great blocking tight end. I like that answer. I like that answer as well. We'll get into that in a few moments here. Yeah, Henry says, Jefes, south of the border. Let's go, Henry, let's go. I'm going to be calling games for the Caudillas. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. I, I actually was the other way around. I was caught up in the NFL draft a little bit, and then I had to catch up with Mexico's Pro Football League last uh, night. I was watching some replays. Well, actually, didn't Juarez win? Anyways, sorry about the Mexican Pro Football League, parentheses, guys. <laughs> Sorry, late, I like this draft, says Kevin Knight. All right. Mo says Toxic Tom, and I love this with this question because it's going to be a sneak peek into what I'm working on and finishing, hope, I'm hoping, tonight. Do you see Dallas having two one-techs on the roster? That is going to be tough. I think that we have an immediate camp battle between Bohanna and John Ridgeway. I don't know who I like best. I don't know who will win that. But I don't, I think only one of these two stays in the Cowboys roster. But I will say, Carlos Watkins, although not your nose tackle, your prototypical nose tackle, he played a lot of one tech last year. So there you go. I think that I think that Chris is right. Bohana is in trouble. But I can see the Cowboys coaching staff seeing Watkins as some sort of one tech because that's what he did last year, pretty much. Although he's not your prototypical nose tackle or one tech. Dario says, fam, is that soccer? No, fam is the American Pro Football of Mexico. That's actually a very literal translation of the the name. I will show you some clips at some point. If you go into my Twitter, at MAUNFL, you will see U1 Menigo, number 13 for for Chihuahua, having a very cool play, actually. You can check that out at MAUNFL. That's MAUNFL. Now, another question for you before we get out of here. I'm looking forward to sharing this answer with you. Who will be the biggest surprise of the Cowboys draft when it's all said and done? I'm not talking about the best player. I'm not talking about the most valuable pick. But who's one player that Cowboys Nation might be overlooking I'm thinking, oh yeah, he'll have some sort of role. But that at, some, at some point, it will be a surprise for everyone. Who will be that guy for you guys among these picks? By the way, I do need to catch up with the undrafted free agency class because I have not caught up a lot in that front. Who out of these guys, or of course, the uh, day one or day two picks, do you think will be the most surprising pick? I like this though. This these are some interesting answers. Joe says probably Tyler Smith, and Jeremy also said Tyler Smith. I think that's fair. I think that even more so if he has early success, I could see Tyler Smith being a surprise player, even as a first rounder because of the conversation that has surrounded him over the last few days. Edward goes with Jalen Tolbert, also an answer that I like, because although I'm as high on Tolbert as I am, I think it will be a surprise for many if he's out there on week one having a pretty productive performance, right? Blant for Toxic Tom, Ridgeway for Calix, Guru says, Jake Ferguson, Kevin Knight, Sam Williams. So you might argue that it's good that there is a lot of disagreement in this question. Taylor Washington goes with Ferguson. My answer, ladies and gentlemen, Paul says, I like Dayrun. A lot of people like Dayrun. I like it because I trust Dan Quinn. I, you know, with Sam Williamson and Bland, I just think, Dan Quinn, do your thing, develop these players. Teach them the game of football. And Quinn is a pretty good teacher, so you can feel good about that maybe. My answer for the biggest surprise of this Cowboys draft will be Jake Ferguson, tight end out of uh, Wisconsin. You know why? Because I think a lot of people just shock that pick off. Like, Yeah, the Cowboys needed a backup tight end, which is true. But also, I, I cannot overlook the fact that the Cowboys do like using two tight ends. So even if he's just a blocker, even if he doesn't have the most productive season as a pass catcher, I can see, you know, Ferguson having a high snap count after the season is done. And I was looking at Dalton Schultz numbers as a rookie, and he had about 100 yards, which was, you know, something. But in 11 games, he played 40% of the offensive snaps. So you can see that he was on the field a lot. And that's what I can see with Jake Ferguson next season. I can see the Cowboys going back to a topic that we have touched again and again on primetime, which is 12 personnel. The Cowboys want to have two tight ends on the field. And they were doing that at a very high rate compared to the rest of the league last season before Blake Darwin got injured. So Jake Ferguson now gives them not only a number two tight end in the receiving game, but also just having him on the field, doing more stuff out of 12 personnel, hoping that he can be some sort of maybe tight end two for the future. Because here's another thing that I wanted to say. Say that Dalton Schultz doesn't reach a long-term extension with the Cowboys. Let's assume for a moment that that happens. And then he plays out 2022, becomes a free agent, leaves Dallas next year. Let's We're playing a supposing game here. Jake Ferguson doesn't have to develop into a number two tight end. If he does so, great. But the Cowboys can also make tight end a priority next season. Not ideal, of course. But what I'm trying to say is the Cowboys want two tight ends, no matter what, even if it's not Dalton Schultz as your starting tight end. So even if Ferguson doesn't develop into that number one guy, if he stays as an number two, that is a W in the fifth, in the fourth round. I would say. All right. Uh let's go. Mike Armstrong says everyone said Bohana would be a starter last year too. LMAO. Oh, yeah, of course, with the Ridgeway pick, we cannot be sure about who will be the starter for the Cowboys. Let's see. Let's see here. Joe says, that's how New England wins so many Super Bowls. They used 12 personnel to help Tom Brady. Ironically, the Cowboys, that Cowboys-Patriots game last year, the offense was a little bit shaky. And then they went back to that uh, 12 personnel. And that's how they, they, they made that work. Let's see. John Ridgeway will outperform Aaron Donald and Chris Jones this season. This is Ryan. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> Danny says, well, that scout puts on 20 to 25 pounds. He's going to scary to be a scary reminds me of old giant T. Scott Craig, a six-eight left tackle. Well, that scout's body is crazy, man. You look at his pictures and that guy is a giant. And I'm not talking about the New York Giants, by the way, because damn, they had a pretty good draft, by the way. Let's see. Now, I, I think Ryan was just joking <laughs> in the Facebook chat. <laughs> come on. I think he was just joking there. Uh, Dak Prescott. Oh, come on. Proved he wasn't a pure passer, so 12-man personnel is coming. Fact. This is Mike Armstrong. Wait. Okay. This is just not right. Let's, let's leave the Dak Prescott you know, evaluation aside for a moment. Who told you that more 12 personnel was a result of your quarterback not being a pure passer? That's not necessarily the case. Either. That's not even necessarily the case, guys. That's just not right. <laughs> My fault I caught afterwards is Michael. I don't know what that was about. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, overall... I did like the draft class for the Cowboys. I agree. And this is just some closing thoughts before we get out of here because we're already at 43 minutes on the show. Thank you, by the way, for... Thank you, by the way, for your, uh, you know, support and tuning into the show every night. Some closing thoughts. The Cowboys may be reached a little bit in round one or round two. Maybe they didn't pick BPA. In those first two rounds. After that, they sure as heck found some value with Jalen Tolbert, with players in the fifth round that might be contributors early, even in their careers. I can see Jake Ferguson as you're tied into. You could see some of these players develop into contributors on, on defense. In the case of Aaron Bland and DeMon Clark, when he's healthy. Matt could even compete to be the swing tackle for the Cowboys, which is, of course, a very important position. I think Cowboys Nation will feel better about this draft class once the dust settles in when it comes to the Tyler Smith pick, which seems to be the most controversial one of them all. I feel good about this draft, for sure. Lumen, shout out to Lumen, representing Titans Nation here on Primetime as always. I do not do not know how you feel about losing A.J. Brown-Lumen, but you got Traylon Burks, a prospect that we talked about a lot uh, on primetime here. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in during the draft, by the way. That was a pretty fun stream on day two with Skywalker Steel. And we will be here every night from Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Central. For more Cowboys content, make sure you check out ADC Sports dot com slash Dallas the Mavericks also content is over there they're advancing the playoffs so you can check that you can check out Ian's work there uh, there's also a maps podcast already on Spotify and iTunes in the same channel for ADC Sports Dallas so make sure you subscribe there as well and leave a five-star review thank you ladies and gentlemen hit the like button before you leave that allows us to put this show in for the more Cowboys fans as always, prime time brought to you by our friends over at freemanhondai.com. You can check out the ride of the Week and much more over at freemanhondai.com. Thank you everyone and I will see you tomorrow night. Have a great Sunday.